In case you haven't noticed, the podcasting space is getting noisier and noisier. I'm going to tell you how you can make your show stand out on this episode of Podcastification. My name is Kerry Green, and I am the Client Happiness Guy at PodcastFastTrack.com, and this is Podcastification. This show is all about podcasting, how to do it, how not to do it, best practices, interesting news items that have to do with the realm of podcasting, and who knows what else. And I'm trying to do it all with a little bit of fun and some information to help you get a show going, keep yours going, or make it better. And if you like what's going on here on the show, I would appreciate it, oh, so appreciate it, if you could leave a rating or review on iTunes. You can find out how to do that at podcastfasttrack.com slash review. That's enough of that kind of stuff. Let's get you podcastificated right away. The last statistics I saw said that over 2,100 podcasts are being added to iTunes every single day. Every day. Can you imagine that? That is a lot of podcasts. It's a lot of options for people to listen to. And the problem is not all of those podcasts are great quality. Not all of them really bring it their A game when it comes to content. And so you've got to find a way to stand apart from those podcasts. And on this episode, I want to give you some of the things you can do to make your podcast stand out in your niche. No matter who the players are in that niche, you can do it. You can be the one that stands out and becomes the go-to resource in your area of expertise. The first thing that you really need to pay attention to is audio quality. Now, coming from a guy whose company does audio production, you would expect me to say that. But let me say why it's so important. If you have audio that hurts the ears, I mean literally hurts the ears with harsh S sounds or popping P's, or it's recorded too loud without the adequate leveling, man, that audio quality itself is just kind of kind of I don't know, repulsive. It's, it pushes people away rather than drawing them in. You want your sound to be clear, quality sound that enables your listener to actually enjoy listening to your podcast. Now, what are some of the things you can do to make that happen? Well, the first thing I would recommend is the room that you record in. You need to be in a room that is not too echoey, that doesn't have extraneous sounds like heaters coming on and going off or, or your computer fan being too noisy. You need to figure out ways to minimize those kinds of room sounds. You also need to have a room that's not got a lot of, I don't know, I always call it room sound, but it's kind of an echo. It's like you can hear the bigness of the room behind the voice as the person is speaking. So what can you do to avoid that kind of thing? Well, you can put egg crate type foam on your walls, which is what I've done. I'll include a picture in the show notes of this episode, which you can find at podcastfasttrack.com slash standout. You could also make sure you've got curtains on the windows. Make sure you've got an area rug. If you've got a hard floor surface, make sure that whatever you're doing is making the room absorb sound rather than reflect it. You know, my very first podcasting studio was in our walk-in closet and it had the best sound 
of any room I've ever recorded. And it's mainly because of all the clothes hanging in there. They were absorbing the sound and making it where the sound waves were not bouncing off the corners and the, the walls in the room. And so whatever you have to do, do your very best to get quality auto sound by making sure your room is a good room to record in. Now, secondly, is the microphone that you use. Now, you don't have to go out and spend a whole lot of incredible money on a good quality microphone these days. There are great alternatives that you can use, both that go straight into a mixer using a round XLR connection or using a USB. I mean, like right now, I'm using what's called an Audio-Technica 2005. It's a USB microphone that plugs straight into my computer, and I'm recording directly into Audacity. You see, I don't have a mixer involved. I don't have a digital recorder involved. I'm just recording straight to digital on my computer. And so you could do that same thing. And this microphone that I just mentioned is not very pricey. It's actually about 90 bucks on Amazon. And you can find it just by searching for Audio-Technica 2005. It's a great microphone alternative. And what makes it even better is it's a dynamic microphone, which means the, it, it's hard to explain exactly what a dynamic mic is. But the way I think of it is that the bubble around the head of the microphone that actually picks up sound is much smaller. And so you generally have to be a little bit closer to the mic than you normally would. And it's not going to pick up a lot of the room noise that's in your room. So a dynamic mic is a great thing. There's another Audio-Technica microphone out there that is very good in this respect. And I consider it to be kind of the little brother of the microphone I just mentioned. And it's the AT2100 microphone. Same thing. It plugs into USB or XLR. And it does a great job of cutting out those extraneous sounds that you don't want. So sound quality is the first thing that I would say you need to do to make your podcast stand out. Now, you may be thinking that sound quality is great, but hey, they've got to actually want to click on the show before the sound quality really matters, right? I mean, they're not even going to hear your sound quality unless you give them some reason to click on your show. So what I'm going to say next is what you hear all the time, but man, it is so powerful. And that is compelling cover art. You know, your 1400 by 1400 pixel square cover art that goes on iTunes. And I want you to think about that cover art for just a moment. You can't just throw up any old picture of yourself with your dog. I mean, why is somebody going to click on that? That's not going to show them anything about your show or even make them really care about what you've got to say. Your cover art needs to show something about your show in terms of quality, in terms of content or topic. For example, I've got a lot of clients that you can see at podcastfasttrack.com slash clients and scroll down the page and look at their cover art and look at it in terms of quality of the artwork what it says about their show. Is it telling you something about what their show is about? And is it something that's attractive to look at? It makes you wonder, what what would this guy have to say or this gal have to say? Because their cover art is really interesting. Now, I'm not going to go all the way and say you need to have your topic on your cover art, but I am going to say it makes a lot of sense to have something about the topic you're going to cover on your podcast cover art. I mean, for example, the podcastification cover art says podcastification right on it. it, has the word podcast in it. So you know that the podcast is probably about podcasting. And that's kind of my theory on the thing. Your podcast cover art needs to draw people in to the topic that they're searching for on iTunes. Because keep in mind how small those little thumbnails are when they're on iTunes. They're pretty small. You need to be able to see clearly what that show is about. And it needs to stand out 
among all the other cover art that's going to be there on the iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play listing. Now, also keep in mind your font size. You don't want to have too much text on a podcast cover art because it just kind of blends in and can't be read very well because it's too small. And you want to make sure that font is good size so that you can actually read it when it's in that small thumbnail size on iTunes or any other directory. So that's kind of a before you listen kind of a thing to get people interested in your show. Get that cover art optimized. And by the way, you can change that podcast cover art anytime you want. So don't feel like you're married to the design you have because it's already on iTunes. You can go on to the Podcast Connect website, which I will leave in the show notes at podcastfasttrack.com slash standout. And you can change that cover art anytime you want. And iTunes will update it. And from then on, you get the benefit of better looking cover art. Now, what about other things that have to do with the quality or the sound of your podcast? Well, you can include intros and outros. Now, these can be professionally produced or not. I think there's actually something kind of appealing to hearing the host introduce the show. And if you remember how this episode began, I did a little teaser that told you something immediately about what you were going to be hearing on this episode of the podcast. And I think that's important just because it gives the listener the option to say, yeah, that relates to me or no, that doesn't. Because let's be honest, not everybody is going to listen to every episode of your show. And you're actually doing your listeners a service by telling them what you're going to be talking about at the very front end. So they don't have to listen to a minute's worth of music or unrelated topics that you're talking about that don't have to relate to where they are in life right now. They can hear right off what you're going to be talking about. If it relates to them, hey, they might continue listening. They might download. They might subscribe. But if it doesn't relate to them, they're at least going to appreciate that they didn't waste their time on your show and they're not going to relate your show to being a time waster. Does that make sense? I I hope so. You know, so that intro or outro, you know, you can have the pre-produced music, which I do, but I do it after my little teaser thing because I want to get the person engaged and interested right away in what it is I'm going to be talking about. And then the pre-produced music is something they kind of bear with and, and get through. And in the meantime, they're hearing about me, about my brand, about what my company does, those kinds of things. So, so those things are actually all quite beneficial for your intro. Now let's talk about another thing that might have to do with making your podcast stand out. And that's professional sounding theme music. Now, it may sound like a really expensive thing to think of having your own unique music to your show. But, for example, the music that you hear at the beginning of this show, you won't hear that anywhere else. And why is that? Well, that's because I paid a guy, actually found him on Fiverr, to create that music for me. And I had to pay more than five bucks to get it. But I can tell you, it wasn't any more than a hundred. And it's music that he gives me the right to use and to own, essentially, for my use exclusively. He'll never give that music to anybody else. And I have that in a written document from him. And that funky kind of music that I'm playing is my music. And when you hear that music, over time, as you're a listener to the show, you will associate it with the podcastification podcast. And you could do the very same thing. In fact, I have some music, if you're interested, that is leftover music that I've gotten for clients and they didn't really like for one reason or another. And none of it's really bad. It's, it's actually all pretty catchy stuff, just in different genres. If you're interested, you can check the show notes at podcastfasttrack.com slash standout. 
And I will include a link to my Google Drive folder where you can go through and listen to all of those pieces of music that I've had kind of stored away in a hopper. And if you're interested in one, hey, I'll cut you a deal. Just send me an email, carry at podcastfasttrack.com, and tell me which one you like, and I'll cut you a deal on it. Now, there's another thing you can do to make your podcast stand out. And again, this is something you would expect to hear from a guy like me whose company does audio editing. But I think editing will make your show stand out. If you're not a show that wastes a lot of time with ums and uhs and those long, pregnant pauses while you or your guests are trying to gather your thoughts and know what to say, or if you've got a guest that just stumbles along and kind of restates themselves four or five times before they actually get to saying what they meant to say, you can edit all that out and it makes your show a more enjoyable listener experience. And I want to challenge you to think of it in those terms. It doesn't matter what you want as a podcaster, if you want a natural sound or a raw sound or whatever. I mean, that does matter to a degree. But you need to think of it in terms of what is going to make this episode of my podcast more enjoyable for my listeners. What's going to make it more understandable, more beneficial, more helpful to them? I really think that's a powerful thing to think about. And that's the editing philosophy my team follows here at Podcast Fast Track. And I would encourage you to do the same thing, even if you're doing the editing yourself. Think in terms of what will make this more beneficial and enjoyable for my listener, because that's really who you're podcasting for, isn't it? Another thing you can do to make your podcast stand out is to think of who your demographic is, or in other words, who is your ideal listener and speak directly to them. Don't try to make it broad where it applies to everybody. You're not trying to reach everybody. You're trying to reach a specific group of people within a specific niche who are interested in the specific topics that you're talking about. So speak directly to them. It might even help you to draw up an image or, or grab an image off the internet that you can put on your wall above your computer every time you do your podcast that represents your ideal listener. I mean, are they a geek who's really into tech? Are they a woman who's into business? Are they a stay-at-home mom? Or are they a, a gaming addict? I mean, you know your audience, or at least you should. If you don't, you need to figure that out before you go a step further. But you need to be speaking to that direct person. So imagine yourself in every episode speaking to that person. I mean, for me right now, I'm speaking to you, a person who podcasts, a person who does it because they love it and also because they know it's a great source of content for the people they're trying to reach. And also because you appreciate the fact that you can speak directly into the earbuds of your exact perfect clientele every time you publish an episode with very little in the way of distractions and with very little reason for them to turn off your show at the moment. And they can listen to it anytime. I mean, that's the person I'm speaking to. That's you. And so I'm speaking directly to you. I'm not thinking of businessmen. I'm not thinking of of people who are interested in crafts or scrapbooking. I'm thinking of you, the person who podcasts and wants to make their podcast better. And so that's who I'm speaking to. That's what you need to do in order to reach out to your ideal client more effectively and make your podcast stand out from all the rest of the shows in your genre that may be a little more broad or maybe ramble. 
And I guess a little side note to this one that you could add is making your podcast approach your topic with a unique spin. Now, what do I mean by unique spin? Well, I mean approaching your subject matter from a unique perspective. Maybe you've had experience in your particular realm through an avenue that's not quite the normal route to that realm that most people follow. Well, you can put your podcast out there from that perspective, and it gives you a unique selling point. It gives you a unique way of presenting the things, the observations, the the facts that you have to share about that particular area. So think that through. How can you approach your topic in a different way than everyone else? I mean, for this show, there's a lot of podcasts out there about podcasting, but I like to approach it from the standpoint of I'm a guy who deals with clients every day. I have 30 clients at this point, and that's growing every week. And in dealing with those clients, I see the repeated mistakes. I see the repeated things that people don't pay attention to. I see the things that they do well that I can share with you on this podcast. So that's the approach I'm bringing to the show. And I'm hopefully standing out because of that. So your listeners will appreciate it if you approach your show from your unique standpoint. You've got to be able to speak to them in a way they haven't heard before in order to make them desire to listen to you over and above anybody else in the space. Well, I hope those tips have been helpful. Surely there are a lot more things, but they're the ones that came to my mind as I was preparing for this episode. And I would love it if you would do one thing for me. One thing, it's really simple. Using your podcast app that you're listening to this podcast on right now, or your computer, if that's where you're listening, would you please swipe left or right or go to the sharing function and share this with one specific person? that you think might benefit from this show. So I'm not asking you to blast it out on social media. I'm asking you to think specifically one person that you can help right now and make a difference in that person's life by sharing this episode with them. Thanks so much. Go out and make it a podcastificating day. This show is brought to you by Podcast Fast Track, where my team provides professional podcasting services without the time suck full production editing and show notes all in one monthly subscription package you can find out more at podcastfasttrack.com now go out and make it a podcastificating day Audio editing and show notes by podcastfasttrack.com. Get 15% off your first month by mentioning this show.